welcome to another episode of Ryan's Method Passive Income Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Hogue. What's up guys, Ryan here. So in this video, I'm gonna introduce my 2020 Amazon FBA brand new mini course that's going to get you oriented and prepared to become an Amazon FBA seller in 2020. I'm gonna try to cover all of the common questions that people have when they're considering starting out as an FBA seller, including not just like how to do it, but try to help you figure out like if it's really for you because I promise it's not for everybody. There's definitely some questions that need to be answered before you dive in. And the first questions I wanna answer in part one in this video are what is Amazon FBA exactly? And how much does it cost to get started. Before we jump into answering those questions though, I wanted to introduce myself. My name's Ryan Hogue. I've sold over $1.4 million on Amazon to date, and I've been teaching at the college level for almost six years. The reason I included the teaching tidbit is because I'm excited to be your Amazon FBA coach, and I wanted to let you know that I've already written a seven-day mini course that you can access for free on my website. The link is in the description below. And why you should trust me, not only have I sold $1.4 million on Amazon, but I'm one of the rare people who actually provide proof. Like I don't just say it and then expect you to believe me because I'm a talking head on YouTube. But I've published transparent monthly passive income reports to my blog since the beginning. So if you wanna see what it's like building an Amazon business from the ground up, Go ahead and check out the link in the description as well or ryanhoag.com slash income reports. It's all there. And real quick, I just wanted to put this on your radar. I spent over a year writing my Amazon FBA course. I believe it to be the most thorough FBA course out there on the internet. I know that's a bold claim to make, but I'll put my money where my mouth is. I'll stand by it. And while I personally had to spend $2,500 on a coach to teach me how to become an FBA seller because you know, I'm not afraid to admit it. I was failing to figure it out on my own. You can enroll in my FBA course for only $497. This is a discounted price. When this mini course is finished releasing, when I'm done releasing all of the segments in this mini course, the price is going to go up. So go ahead and take advantage of the discounted price. All right. And last thing before we get into business, I think it's important that everybody finds their why. Why do you want to be an FBA seller? If it's that you want to make a lot of money, hey, join the club. Nothing wrong with that. The profit potential for Amazon FBA businesses is really high. I mean, it's in kind of a class of its own with how much money some people have been able to make just through FBA. But you need to understand up front that like, if you pay a coach or if you join a self-paced course, you still need to show up at least once a week, set aside the time on the same night every, every week, like whatever you have to do. Make sure you see it through because nobody can do this for you. You're going to have to set aside time and be persistent and follow through. Otherwise, this just is not going to work. All right, so what is Amazon FBA? We need to understand the business model, the foundation of it before we dive in and start taking action. In summary, Amazon FBA, well, first and foremost, it stands for fulfilled by Amazon. It means that we're going to outsource a lot of the work as it relates to the physical products that we're going to be selling on Amazon's market we're gonna outsource it to them. They have infrastructure built up actually throughout the world. Now, I would recommend focusing on the US market to start, uh, but if you wanted to, 
expand overseas, like I actually do bring experience to selling uh, in Amazon's pan-European program, which I do cover in my course, by the way. Uh, so we're going to be outsourcing it to Amazon. That means when we import products to the United States to be sold on the U.S. markets, we send them straight to Amazon's warehouse. Now, I mean, you could send them to your house and then to Amazon if you wanted, but that's extra work, extra money for shipping, etc. But it's really your call. Um, what you see on the right-hand side there is uh, right behind my head is me actually at an Amazon fulfillment center. So they have certain fulfillment centers around the world that you can schedule a tour to go see the inside. Now, when I did that, it was like a six plus month waiting list. And I had to drive over an hour to get there. Me and my mom went, we took the day off work. It was a fun time. Uh, and I got to see, you know, how the sausage is made, I think is the saying. <laughs> got to see how they uh, how they do things behind the um, behind the curtain. Anyways, when we send our products in for FBA, when I say send them in for FBA, that means we're sending them to Amazon's fulfillment centers. They will store them. Following an order, they will pick, pack, and ship them to the customers. If a customer returns it, they handle the returns as well. So essentially what this is allowing us to do is to focus on scaling our business, which obviously is important. Otherwise, if we're having to like manually fulfill orders, you could foreseeably get stagnant in your growth because you're going to spend so much time as you're scaling and getting the orders, fulfilling them. So we're not going to do that. We're going to let Amazon handle that. When we do this, our products become prime eligible. Now, I'm guessing that at least half of you guys watching this video are Amazon Prime members because I think the latest stats say that over half of the people in the United States are Prime members. So there's at least 100 million Prime members in the United States and studies have shown that they tend to spend twice as much as non-Prime members on Amazon. So we're tapping into that market by putting that little Prime checkbox next to our products when customers are searching Amazon's catalog. So if we dig a little bit deeper into what Amazon FBA is as a business model, as it relates to us, the seller, I broke it up into three high level uh, concepts that we're going to dig even deeper into throughout the duration of this mini course. But it's essentially a one, two, three. We're going to research what products we're going to order and then sell on Amazon. Uh, part two, we need to actually order them. We need to place a production order with a manufacturer most likely overseas internationally to create our products, our branded products, and then have them shipped to America to Amazon's fulfillment centers. Then they're available for sale on Amazon's catalog, but we need to market them. It's not enough anymore just to make them available for sale on amazon.com. While it is the world's number one e-commerce website, you know, and in the past with less competition, you could get away with that at times. And I mean, you might stumble upon niches where you can get away with that today, but generally speaking, you're going to need to run ads or PPC, which stands for pay-per-click to get your product's visibility, at least initially to generate those initial sales because Amazon's algorithm will reward any listing that's generating sales, that's converting customers. All right. So again, we're going to do product research then we're going to look for suppliers, interview suppliers, place sample orders, figure out which is the best one to move forward with. And then once our product is ready to be sold live on Amazon, we're going to market it. And Big Commerce published an interesting article uh, called 10 Fascinating Amazon Statistics Sellers Need to Know in 2020. So I'm just going to read these off to you really quickly so that we 
really understand the opportunity that's in front of us to become Amazon sellers. So nine out of 10 consumers price check a product on Amazon. So people trust the brand is what that's really saying. 2% of Echo owners have purchased a product via Alexa, which is really interesting because that's voice search. Amazon sells more than 12 million products. Amazon sells over 1.1 million home improvement products alone. So that means that home improvement is a big category because typically the demand or sorry, typically the supply is in response to the demand. So that's what that's signaling when I see that. 95 million people have Amazon Prime memberships in the US. So that's, I was maybe a little bit off when I said 100 million a couple slides back, but hey, 95 million, uh, that's crazy. That's a lot of people. And actually, you know what? I mean, that might not include the fact that like families can share Amazon Prime accounts. For instance, like I don't pay for mine. I just use my sister's account. 1.4K, so $1,400 is the average spent by Amazon Prime members each year. FBA gives sellers a 30 to 50% increase in sales, which that should be putting the, uh, that should wake you up. Hopefully that should, you should be perking up when you hear that because that's what we're doing. There's other ways to sell on Amazon guys. What you're going to learn in this mini course is specifically Amazon FBA selling physical products. Uh, I, I actually prefer branded private label products. So we create our own brand of products and just by doing FBA, we're going to have a 30 to 50% increase in projected sales. And the alternative is third party, uh, FBM fulfilled by merchant. Sim that's similar to like eBay where Amazon won't fulfill the orders, but we would fulfill the orders. So Amazon has shipped over 5 billion items worldwide in 2017 alone. That's crazy. More than 50% of all Amazon sales come from third party sellers. As I mentioned, that's the alternative to FBA and Selling third party, there's nothing wrong with that. I actually teach in a separate course how I maximize the value of my Seller Central account through selling third party print on demand products. And last, 80% of sellers also sell on other platforms outside of Amazon, which again feeds right into what I just mentioned, where I have a course about how to sell as a third party seller on Amazon, but also how to sell on other platforms and maximize uh, ROI on our products. Next, how much money do you need to start FBA? So in this business, it takes money to make money. Not all businesses are that way. FBA is that way. So I came up with the figure, which is oddly specific, but $2,045. This is a conservative estimate, and I just want to make sure I state that the more cash you have set aside, the better. But let me break down how I got to this number. So what you see here is I tried to split up into two columns, what is required spending and what is optional spending. But in the ideal scenario, you are able to afford both columns that you see here, or for the most part, both columns, I'll break down each one and kind of tell you what I think. So under required, you're not going to get away with uh, not paying $40 a month for a seller central pro account. I think that's absolutely worth every penny. Um, another reason that I say that is because like I keep mentioning, you can also sell as a third party seller, print on demand products. And uh, it's something I teach in a separate course, but trust me, you, you can get a lot of value out of your seller central account by upgrading to pro for $40 a month, uh, inventory costs. So I spent $1,600 on my first ever order of inventory for my FBA business. 
the lowest I've ever seen any of my students get away with spending on their first order was $800. So I averaged the two out and I came to $1,200. Inbound shipping. So we're, like I said, it's almost a guarantee. We're going to pay a manufacturer from overseas to produce our products, but we need to get them to the United States. We call that inbound shipping. I averaged out the cost of my first order, which was $800 for inbound shipping on that $1,600 order against my student who paid about 400 for his $800 order. Now, I'm not trying to mislead you and say that you can always just divide by half to get the inbound shipping costs. It will truly vary by things like, are you sending it via air? Which is honestly what I recommend doing for your first order of a new product. That's what I did in this case. Or you can ship by sea, which is going to be about half as much. They charge by weight. Um, and so, But when you do it for your first order and you do by air, it gets there much quicker. So that allows you to start building that sales momentum and get it ranked on Amazon. All right, I put trademark under the required column. Now, Amazon will not require you to trademark your brand. But I think in 2020 and projecting into the future, this is pretty much a requirement. You're going to need to get into Amazon's brand registry which will help you protect your products from hijackers, from people that want to make money selling similar products to yours and essentially putting their hands in your pockets. I think a trademark is pretty much a requirement. And at a minimum, you're going to spend $200 on that trademark. Now, I've mentioned this in previous videos. I have multiple lawyers in my immediate family, my dad and my sister. So I lean on them when I need trademarks done and I don't, I don't have to pay them extra. Basically, it's like if there's a holiday coming up or my birthday, they already know what I need. I need another trademark done. So you might have to pay a little bit more. There's services like trademarkia.com. You can get it done for like $100 on top of the uh, the normal fee. So it's not too bad. UPC codes. Now, this is another variable cost. They're, the correct way to get UPC codes or barcodes is uh, you have to pay the people who maintain the central database and it costs some absurd amount, something like $250, I think, plus a renewal fee. Now, I don't know many people who actually do that. I do know some, but I don't know many. Uh, you can get away, honestly, with just going to eBay and buying like reused. I don't know how exactly how they're getting these UPC codes. They might be like old ones or ones that never got used. Uh, but you can get UPC codes for like five bucks. Now, disclaimer, you're not supposed to do that. And Amazon does claim that they scan their catalog for people that do that. But you know, I'll be honest, I've been doing it for over three years now and I haven't had any issues and I don't know anybody that has had that issue. Um, if you have, drop me a comment below so that it's on my radar. But I know a lot of people who just go the uh, the cheap route with their UPC codes. So I'm just being upfront and honest with you guys. If you're scared uh, or not scared, but if you're worried about, you know, the long-term negative impact of that on your business, go ahead and pay, you know, 250 per. Um, just know that it doesn't have to cost that much. All right, and PPC costs, pay-per-click. This means advertising your product following the initial launch. As I mentioned, you're going to need to advertise your products. Uh, I, coming from me who has multiple products, organic rank one on their sets of keywords, uh, the only way you get there is through running PPC pretty much, or you're in a category not competing with anybody, which that will not be the case for long because there's all these tools that can pretty much find these hidden niches that are getting high demand and low competition. So you're going to have to just expect to run PPC. Plus, even if you're in the organic rank one spot by running ads, you're making it more expensive for your competitors to run PPC because if, you know, essentially you don't want to be giving up the advertised spots for cheap to your competition because before you know it, they'll 
be ahead of you, right? And it's not it's not just that simple. There's a lot more that goes into what ranks organically, you know, ahead of others. But um, PPC getting visibility definitely factors in because guess what? If you're not on page one, then customers probably won't find you. And if they don't even see your product, then you have a 0% chance of getting clicked and then getting purchased. So keep that in mind. All right, so ultimately altogether, that worked out to $2,045 as the required costs. Now, let me go over to the optional costs. At the top there, you might be wondering why I didn't put product research tools under required. Most courses would probably say that they're a requirement. If you're a beginner, it is definitely logical to say that you should use a product research tool, but it's definitely not a requirement. Like for me today to be doing product research on Amazon, like I have alternative approaches to doing it using free tools. And I cover this in my course extensively. Uh, Two weeks ago, I had a live stream with my friend Luke. He's also a successful FBA seller. And he mentioned that he also does not lean too heavily on these paid research tools. It's not that they're not great. They're great. Uh, Jungle Scout and AMZ Scout are two of my favorites. I put links in the description to check out both of those, but there's no need to sign up today because we're going to cover in a future video uh, how to use them, how I use them. And it's not just that they're like Chrome extensions that will help you validate niches, but there's also other parts like there's web apps that help you find um, the high demand, low competition products by just spitting out suggestions. And those on the other hand, like I like to pay for. Now they're more of a, nice to have. They're lo- they're basically time savers. Um, it's not that you can't run a business without them. You absolutely can, but you're going to save time by, by using them, which is the case with most, most tools. All right. I also put sample products under optional. Now I would highly recommend always ordering sample products when you're interviewing suppliers before you place your first order, not doing so you're rolling the dice with you know, placing an order of a low quality product or missing out on a higher quality product from one of their competitors. But here's the reason I put it under optional. Me personally, like I've been to China. I have people on the ground in China that I can lean on to help me source. And as a part of helping me source, they help me with ordering samples and they don't charge me. Uh, So keeping it 100, keeping it transparent with you guys, if you're in my situation, you don't need to pay a hundred, you know, the most I've ever paid for a sample product was $150. So think about that for a second. I'm just being upfront with you guys. Like if you're in, if you're interviewing three suppliers and all three charge you a hundred to $150 to, to ship your sample, because it's not that they're trying to make a profit off of shipping you a sample order. They want to send it via, you know, the fastest air shipping method possible because they want, they understand that like, if it takes two weeks to get to you, they may never hear from you again. So they want things to move quick and it's in your best interest, our best interest for things to move quick too. So be prepared to spend about a hundred dollars on average on sample orders, but also just plugging my course one more time. I'll put you in touch with someone that I've flown out to China and met personally, who I've been using as a business partner, freight forwarder, for the better part of the last three years. And he may be able to also help you with your sample orders and sourcing as well. I can't guarantee it because I know he's busy, but um, I do put you in contact with him in my course should you choose to enroll. Link is always in the description. 
uh, early reviewer program that costs $60. It's definitely optional, but what that's going to help you do is get your product some initial reviews because when you are brand new on Amazon's catalog, you have no sales history, no visibility without advertising and no reviews. I mean, put yourself in the seat of a customer when you see that product that has no reviews. How likely is it that you're going to buy it? It's probably not that high when you've got three other choices that all have reviews. So the early reviewer program, while it's not required, Amazon will basically incentivize people to purchase your product and leave feedback. Um, Personally, I don't use it uh, because you can also just text message your buddy who lives on the other side of the country, assuming you have friends that live outside of your state and say, hey, can you, and then very explicitly say, type these keywords into Amazon, find this specific product, click it, add to cart and check out. And then after you receive it two days later, leave a five-star review. I'm just saying, theoretically speaking, wink, wink, uh, that also works. So that, and then you also get a guarantee five-star. You're not supposed to do that. And notice how I said someone outside of your state uh, so that Amazon doesn't like trace a connection. Like if it's your roommate on the same IP address you log into your Seller Central account from, you're going to face some trouble there. So don't do that. Um, Anyways, branding and professional quality images. This is just related to creating a quality product listing on Amazon. Now, I am very comfortable using computers. I've probably been using computers on average every day, like eight hours a day since I was... 15 years old. Let's just say that ballpark. So I know how to go into Photoshop and make images look really nice. I'm also familiar with how to create uh, high quality photos. I recently invested in a high end camera. This is a Sony a6400 and it can take really nice photos. So between the camera and my Photoshop and graphic design ability, um, you know, I can do it myself. And the reason that I put such low prices, now it may seem like a lot, $300 between branding and, and quality images, is that there's honestly like cheap ways of doing both. Branding, there's a website called canva.com that you can use for free and create your own brand, you know, logo and use like, you can basically use like open source stock images and it's not going to take you long and you can do it for free. Uh, professional quality images, when I said images, I should have said photography of your product. Again, you can always try to do it yourself or if you have a friend who's a photographer, um, there's something called a light box. Amazon actually sells their own, but last time I checked, they were sold out. But the light box basically is like how you take really nice photos against a white background. And then anybody you know that does graphic design can touch them up. There's websites like fiverr.com that you can go to pay like five to 10 bucks and have somebody that's experienced as a graphic designer touch up your photos as well. And I left one last bullet that says other software tools. And I ballparked $100 a month. Now, we're going to talk about recommended software tools in later um, videos because honestly, I could keep going for a while if I started jumping into the different things that the different tools that I use for my Amazon FBA business to gain an edge and essentially do everything to the best of my ability. Because guys, if you're going to dive into FBA, don't cut corners, like really go for it. You know, try to establish yourself as the best, the top dog in your niche. That's really what you should be aiming for. And it might require you spending $100 a month on extra tools. But by the way, once you're selling on Amazon, the cash is gonna start rolling in. It doesn't feel as bad. Real quick though, before I wrap this video, I need to be transparent and mention 
that you cannot forget about reorders. Now, this is a good problem to have. If you need to reorder your inventory, that means that your existing inventory is selling well. But Amazon pays you out twice a month. They do hold on to your revenue generated from sales for a period of time so that if there's like returns, that they don't lose money on the return of your product. So just keep in mind that you're always gonna have a balance on your Amazon account, assuming that you're still getting sales. And there will be a time period before you get that deposited into your bank account. So you need to you need to include that into your projections when you're figuring out how much money you can afford to spend on your initial order because there will be a reorder and most likely you will not have sold all of your inventory from the first order before you need to be able to pay for the, the second reorder. I should mention really quickly though, when you're doing deals with your suppliers, you can often wire them 30% upfront and then the other 70% when the production run is complete. So if you needed to buy yourself time to get more money deposited into your bank account, you might go for the 30-70 approach, um, especially if it's your first time working with a supplier. By the way, this is all stuff we'll talk about later, so I don't want to get too in-depth. All right, next time, guys, in part two, we're going to cover Amazon seller concepts that are extremely important to understand. Basically, I call it shifting your perspective from beginner, or not beginner, sorry, shifting your perspective from buyer to seller. It's an important thing. You're going to start seeing the Amazon catalog as a seller and not that of someone who just wants to spend money that you're probably going to regret uh, down the line, right? <laughs> and I want to. we need to define what our ideal product is because now we're going to have to start thinking about what we want to sell on Amazon and there's definitely criteria to consider that make up the ideal product. All right, guys, and... Thank you for watching this video. This is only video number one of this series. Selling on Amazon is not easy. So I'm gonna do the best I can to cover for you at a high level what you need to expect if you want to succeed as an Amazon seller. Now, these videos would be like two hours long each if I was to go into the level of detail that I go into in my full Ryan's Method Amazon FBA course. Uh, we've already had students successfully selling on Amazon. The course has actually been published for just under a year. So we've already seen success stories uh, from the people that enrolled early on who got a really good deal on the pricing. I've slowly been increasing it over time. So go ahead and check that out if you're interested. It's on sale right now and the price will go up when I finish this mini series. But also before I leave, I just wanted to remind you guys to hit that like button if you got anything out of this video and subscribe and hit that bell so that you're alerted when I drop the next video in the series. Again, part two, we're gonna cover seeing the Amazon catalog from the seller perspective, and we're gonna cover the criteria that make up a winning product. So anyways, guys, I look forward to seeing you at the next video.